Welcome to Get You Fit Radio, the radio show that helps you lead a healthy lifestyle. Well, you know, the first thing that that people come to me and ask me about when they're trying to figure out an exercise routine is how often should I work out? Because um, the funny thing is, is that they're trying to negotiate with me and, and try to figure out the absolute minimal that they can uh, work out and get the benefit. And actually, the second question I get is, how soon before I see results? And it, it cracks me up because for for as long as I've been doing this, those are the same two questions that seem to um, resurface time and time again amongst new people that want to start an exercise routine. How often should you work out and how soon before you see results? Well, first off, if you are one of those people that's asking those questions, um, then you're somebody that doesn't like to work out. And and we have to get to the bottom of that. And we have to bring you to the surface of liking to work out because there are so many benefits to exercise. And, and I'm going to bring up some benefits to exercise that you probably are not aware of. Um, like most things in the fitness world, there is no answers to those questions. And of course, it does depend on your fitness background. It depends on how much time you have available. It depends on your personal goals. Um, and, and it really does depend on what you want to, to get out of it. Um, everybody's routines look different and everybody's um, levels of motivation looks different. But I realize that this information is not super helpful, but what I'm going to share with you today during this uh, episode hopefully will change uh, the trajectory of your fitness goals and hopefully help you out with um, enhancing how you exercise. And if you are already somebody that loves to exercise, um, maybe it will help the way that you plan your exercise sessions um, and change the way that you um, schedule your exercise sessions. So whether you are training for a marathon or if you are just interested in learning how to train. Um, There will be some interesting facts here for you today. So if you don't have a super specific fitness goal, but say you're looking to increase your strength and your endurance um, so that you can have a better uh, muscle tone or maybe just want to feel better, there's some guidelines that um, I can help you with that are very doable in a workout program. There are some basic things that you should know to start out and what you should focus on. Um, But most importantly, like I've said in many of my shows, the, the trick here is to make this a habit so that it sticks. So there's no simple formula 
that's right for everyone. But if you're looking to amp up your fitness level, your magic number of days depends on how active you already are. So, so one thing that's really, really important is you should not try to take on something that is is unrealistic for you. And um, most of the time when someone starts a new fitness program, they, they jump in with, with signing up for some program that is, you know, five days a week, six days a week, and these ungodly amounts of time that is just not going to be sustainable. So start out slow. Strength training should be done two to three days a week. You should do different moves to encompass all muscle groups. And you don't have to spend hours at the gym. Um, Simply doing 20 to 30 minute sessions is plenty. Cardio um, is important as strength training. Cardio has its place in the balance routine of the workout session as well. It keeps your circulatory system working optimally and it helps you recover faster. This is exercise that helps your heart rate or is helped get your heart rate up, such as running, walking, jogging, swimming, biking. And this uh, I recommend doing also two to three times a week. Um, And if you're sitting here wondering, can you do strength and cardio uh, on the same day? You absolutely can. Um, So if you're wondering now the big question, well, what about yoga? What about flexibility? Um, Where does that fall? Well, technically yoga and stretching falls under the, the category of strength. And that is extremely as important because we need to stretch those muscles to prevent injury and actually helps us with balance, um, which is going to help us uh, prevent falls. And um, uh, essentially will help us uh, keep those muscles from being strained. Um, and so with that all being said, one part of exercise that no one thinks about ever, and, and I'm telling you, I've been doing this for 25 years, no one ever thinks about exercising the brain. And, and believe it or not, this is one of the most important parts because it is the control center. Um, it's the control center of creating this essential balance of wanting to exercise. So before I, I, I talk about the importance of, of exercise and the brain, I'm going to share a little story about myself. Um, I was not an athletic person uh, growing up. I was not in any sports. Um, I disliked exercise. Um, when I was a, a young adult and, and, and starting my teaching career, I never worked out. And uh, what forced me to exercise was the fact that I had become overweight. And with that being said, I hated it even more because no one likes to go to the gym when they don't know what they're doing and no one likes to go to the gym when they're overweight and and feel sluggish. So how is it that you can turn somebody that dislikes exercise, that has never had an exercise background, unathletic, out of shape, um, how do you get somebody like that to want to exercise? See, that's the key, because if you, if you know me now, um, or, or you can assume that you know me, I have run 50 marathons, and I am an exercise expert. So, so how did that happen? It occurred in the brain. So it's no secret that exercise can help improve your physical health and well-being, but the mental effects of exercise can be just as profound. 
an increasing amount of research has highlighted the benefits of exercise on the brain, ranging from increased creativity to lower stress levels. And so before I bore you with all of the uh, scientific knowledge that I uh, researched on today, we're going to do a little experiment. Um, because when I was when I was looking up all of this stuff to do the show, I I just got really really excited about this, thinking about how I was someone that disliked exercise and and how I so quickly became somebody that loved it, and now I teach it and I preach it, and it literally changed my life. So we're going to do a little experiment. So unless you're driving, and if you're driving, you're going to have to do this part later. Um, so wherever you are right now, I want you to. Stand up. We're going to do a little exercise. So go ahead. Up you go. Up you go. All right. And let's shake it out. All right. I need you to march in place. Okay. We're just going to get the heart rate up really quick. And march those legs. And let's clap those hands. Come on, guys. Let's get silly here. Shake that head around. No one's watching. I can't see you. You can't see me. And shake that booty a little bit. Feel that heart rate rising. Pop those knees up a little bit. Feel like jumping? Give me some jumping around if you can jump. If you can't jump, do some jumping around in your brain. And let's go. March, march. Do some sidestepping. Or how about just some dancing? Dance around here. Give me about 20 more seconds of this. How about some clapping? Clap, clap, clap. Couple claps. Oh, yeah. Five more. Four more. Three. Two. And all right. And down we go. All right. How do you guys feel? Pretty good? Makes me want to jump up a little bit more. Doesn't it make you... Didn't that just give you so much, so much energy? Okay, so my point here is exercise is the single most transformative thing that you can do on your brain. And I just proved it to you. Because one single workout will increase levels of these neurotransmitters in your brain. Now, last week I did a show... On uh, a couple weeks ago, I did a show on on sugar, and I talked about how addictive sugar is. And in the second you you put sugar on your tongue, um, it activates this neurotransmitter in your brain. It's located right behind uh, your forehead. It's called dopamine, and it's the same neurotransmitter that's activated um, when you have or taste anything pleasurable. Um, and there are other neurotransmitters that are activated with exercise, such as serotonin and adrenaline. And these neurotransmitters improve your ability um, to pay attention, um, and they improve your reaction time for up to two hours. So those of you that exercise, and, and I'm not talking about going on a vigorous run or a powerlifting extravaganza. I'm talking about a brisk walk. I'm talking about uh, anything that is suitable for you. You are going to have improved attention for two hours and better reaction time. 
So, so what I'm telling you is you, you are less likely to, to spill your coffee. You are less likely to get into a car accident. You are more likely to remember things for two hours. These brain-changing effects of exercise are immediate, and they are long-lasting for your brain. And do you know that they can actually last a lifetime? So my question to you is this. If you knew that this could be a benefit for exercise on your brain, would you do it? So so as I sit here, and, and some of you who might be listening that don't exercise regularly um, are f- starting to feel a little convinced, like, hmm, I might, I might give this a go. Well, I'm going to give you some more really important information here. Um, dementia. Uh, and Alzheimer's. So a lot of people don't realize what the difference is between the two. Uh, dementia is uh, basically a category. Um, it's it's not a disease. It's it's, it's a category that that encompasses um, qualities of 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 issues that people will partake when they start to exhibit uh, brain deterioration. Um, Alzheimer's is the actual disease that occurs once this occurs. Um, exercising several times a week, um, and, and, and several times is three to four, for 30 to 60 minutes can actually decrease your chances of, of getting dementia and Alzheimer's by 50%. And, and to me, that is an astonishing, astonishing statistic. Um, you are thinking, you are reasoning, you are learning, skills are sharper, and, and you are sharpening these skills by exercising. Um, one simple workout, a simple walk in the park will improve your memory, your reasoning, your judgment, and your thinking skills. These are all cognitive functions um, that people with mild Alzheimer's or mild cognitive impairment uh, start to lose. And so by keeping your activity levels at 180 minutes a week, you are lessening your chances by 50%. So uh, delay the start of Alzheimer's um, by, by simply incorporating an exercise routine and slow the progress of this disease. So according to the Alzheimer's uh, Research and Prevention Foundation, Regular physical exercise can reduce and risk your risk of developing this disease by up to 50%, like I just said. And what's more, exercise can also slow further deterioration for those who have already started developing cognitive problems. So exercise not only protects against Alzheimer's and other types of dementia by stimulating the brain's ability to maintain old connections as well as making new ones. So I was completely fascinated by this fact, and, and, and I not only felt um, compelled to share it with you, but I also have some more information that I'm going to uh, continue and, and share um, as I continue on with the show. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to Huntley Community Radio, WHRULP, and we are talking about the amazing benefits of exercise on the brain. So dementia. Um, dementia is a general term for the decline in mental ability, severe enough to interfere with daily life. 
Um, Alzheimer's is the more common cause of dementia. Alzheimer's is the specific disease. And if you're wondering how common this is, I know we we all hear people that that have it. We, we all hear people whose parents and elderly grandparents have it. More than 5 million Americans of all ages actually have Alzheimer's. And an estimated of 5.8 million Americans age 65 and older are living with this, this Alzheimer's dementia in 2020. Um, 80% are 75 and older, and 1 in 10 people age 65 and older, which is 10%, actually have Alzheimer's in, uh, in the United States. So it is a little uh, more common than, than you think. Um, it's one thing to talk about the brain, and it's another thing to break it down and to discuss it. So I want to go back a little bit and talk about that brain one more time. So that prefrontal cortex, it's behind that forehead. So if you point to your forehead, right between your your um, your eyebrows, that is where that prefrontal cortex is. That is where you focus. That part of your brain helps you focus. It helps you make decisions. It is where your personality is. Um, the temporal lobe is the key structure of your brain. That's a little bit near your ear. That is where you form memories. And the hippocampus is located there. And that is where memories will last a lifetime. So, so as I was telling earlier on the show, um, after my master's degree, um, I had gained all this weight. And I needed to lose weight, and I was just this lost and confused person. I had zero knowledge or skills on how to exercise and uh, where to begin. So I went to the gym, and I forced myself, and I mean, I really literally forced myself to try all the classes. And what got me there um, was the desire to lose weight, and most people that start an exercise program, start it because they want to lose weight. But the light bulb went on when I started loving that energy. Um, And I didn't really realize that I loved the energy. What I was seeing is that I was loving the results. But I kept going back because I was loving that energy and I was loving that, that high that I felt. And, and basically, it was that prefrontal cortex behind my forehead that was being stimulated. Um, I was feeling that, that high, that energy. Um, I was having improved attention and function. And keep in mind, I was, I was teaching elementary school, um, and I was pretty young. Um, and I, I was teaching in an at-risk area, um, and I was feeling very overwhelmed. But I would go there, and my goodness, it was the biggest stress reliever that I ever encountered. It was literally my antidepressant. Um, I had increased long-term memory function as well, and boy, did it put me in a good mood. Um, years down the road, um, as I continued to have children, um, I, I vividly remember um, – my husband uh, handing me my shoes and saying, go out for a run anytime I got crabby because it literally changed my mood. So if you're looking for a super charged 401k for your brain, this is what you do. Here are six reasons why you should hit the gym just to keep your brain as fit as your body. Number one, It's a mood booster, like I said. Take out 
those gym shoes and get your mood going on that exercise. There, there is no better um, mood enhancer than getting yourself to feel good by exercising. Uh, your heart rate is going to elevate and that dopamine is released um, in your brain and you are starting to feel good. Um, number two, it's a disease fighter. Studies have shown that it is uh, one of the benefits of exercise on the brain. It is decreased risk of developing diseases such as Alzheimer's um, and dementia. And in addition to that, your immune system will be stronger, will fight uh, diseases such as cancers and even just the common cold and flu. Um, The third one, it's a huge confidence builder. Uh, Regular exercise can reboot your confidence and give you the self-esteem you need to tackle those challenging tasks. Uh, There was actually a study done not too long ago that uh, found that physical activity was associated um, with increases in the study's participants with self-esteem and perceived physical fitness. So clearly, um, when you feel good and you look good and, and, and you know that you look good, um, it's a confident builder. Basically, everyone reported high levels of confidence after working out. Um, and, and this all makes sense because, you know, if you, if you have an Instagram account and you follow anybody that goes to the gym, it's, it's crazy because, you know, if, if, you, if you don't post that you've worked out and you haven't taken a selfie of yourself working out, then, you know, if that's not showing that you're confident in yourself, then I don't know what is. So a solid workout can certainly help boost your self-esteem. Um, it's a social catalyst. Um, exercise can help boost your social skills. Um, you know, it, it, it's nice to go to the gym. It's nice to go for a walk um, and go to a park. You will meet people. Um, a University of Michigan study found that active children are that much more likely to demonstrate good sh- social skills. Um, I, I even laugh that that taking your dog to the dog park that's a social catalyst. A dog is better socialized when you take them out and take them running. Um, any human being and living thing um, will have a uh, better mental and physical boost by exercising. Um, the fifth one, it's a p- performance enhancer. So uh, don't think of exercise as only being a physical and a mental boost. But believe it or not, um, if you are working and, and you need that mental break uh, from, from work, going for that walk sometimes will clear your, your brain. And like I said earlier, um, it, it's going to give you that, that improved memory. It's going to give you that improved um, enthusiasm. And believe it or not, that might actually helped land you that promotion that you're looking for. I have no joke come up with some of my my most brilliant ideas by taking a break and going for a run and 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 letting my brain regroup from the monotony of of everyday repetitive work. So so don't think of exercise as being this grueling thing all the time. It could be a break from um, what you're doing every day. And then, of course, my favorite one is it's, it's a stress buster. 
Um, you you wouldn't believe that anxiety and depression um, can simply be put to rest um, because if your body feels better, so does your mind. You can spend some time practicing self-care um, through restorative workouts like walking or jogging um, or even meditating. You could feel your stress completely just melt away as you allow yourself to unwind through exercise. And I really think that there's a big misconception that, that people think that you have to go to a gym to exercise or that you have to uh, spend hours exercising. Um, make a commitment to this, if, especially if you're a non-exerciser, if you're somebody that used to exercise and you've gotten away from it. 20 minutes a day, three days a week, Start with that. And like I said earlier on the show, um, do some strength. Strength could be stretching to start. Strength could be doing a lightweight workout. Um, cardio, anything that's going to get your heart rate up. Um, some, some, some walking. Um, get on your bike, a stationary bike. Um, it, it, there's so many apps out there. There's so many um, channels out there that you can do that aren't vigorous. Um, involve your family. Um, if you have a pet, take them for a walk, um, especially now during the season of, of weather that, that we have. It's beautiful out. Um, get that fresh air into your lungs and get rid of that anxiety. Um, our world is so used to uh, going and medicating when we feel anxious try a breath of fresh air. So with that being said, we are going to uh, take a big, huge breath and get our workout on. So uh, before the next show, I want you to try the exercise routine that we talked about. And I know that you guys are going to feel physically stronger. You're going to feel mentally stronger. And I know you're going to love the exercise. Have a great day. 